I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Why are we so concerned about the woke agenda being propagated throughout our communities and children's school? Well, because the stuff that we are finding being exposed to your children, both in school and in their social circles outside of school, is going to blow your mind. Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk. I'm your host, Jason Brunt, and we have got, as always, another wild show in store for you. In just one week's time, countless videos are surfacing on social media from radical, woke activist teachers admitting to and giving direction on how to further encourage the grooming of your children into their mindless cult. We will be exposing every single one of them for your disturbing enjoyment. The rainbow stain continues to spread in America. Another formerly masculine company caves to the woke mob. Descendants of our founding fathers are now joining into the trans circus, and some liberal Democrats, believe it or not, are starting to draw a line in the sand of mental illness. All that coming up a little later in the show, but to top it all off, in our final segment, we will be interviewing another local hero who has been a positive force in education and is now looking to bring his traditional values and defend parental rights in Congress. Congressional candidate Eddie Spear will be joining us later today for his first in-depth exclusive interview. You're not going to want to miss a second of today's show, but first, a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. All right, welcome back. If you do not follow Florida Straits on social media, then you are missing out on some of the most invaluable information and videos that they post exposing some of these dangerous educators and community leaders that have their sights set on your children. They spend countless hours of time combing through the propaganda activist sites and watching endless hours of videos showcasing the Ku Klux Klan alphabet clan in their unnatural environment so you don't have to drive your car off the Sunshine Skyway Bridge to find some of the most disturbing content that is being shared to your children's smartphones. One such case has caused quite the stir. Uh, After creating a compilation of videos that they found uh, over the platform TikTok of showcasing this trans clown community, the social media companies began to go to work in uh, silencing, for lack of a better term, and they they, they took down their posts. Uh, What I really like about these guys is that they never back down. So after challenging the removal of their post, they were able to win the appeal and allow their posts to be shown. And, uh, well, what did they do? Exactly what they always do. They boosted the posts so that way it had to be shown to a broader audience, and man, did the comments and everything start to soar. But I wanted to take a moment to show you this video because it, it is really dangerous that these folks are coming after our children here in the Florida school system as recently as in the past couple of weeks these videos were posted. So uh, check it out. Teachers, that's what's been missing from the discussion in my mind about Texas, Florida, don't say gay bills. Teachers, our advocacy has been rightly going toward LGBTQ kids, trans kids, and making sure they're okay, but It is absolutely immoral to put teachers in the middle of this. Now, uh, teachers might get fired. Uh, Teachers might get personally sued. (laughs) Teachers could face like jail time in certain states. This is deeply unfair. Teachers don't get paid enough for that. 
this, 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 it's just, yeah, deeply unfair. I don't like lying to my students. I don't like telling them falsehoods. And also, I don't feel comfortable answering the question by saying, yes, I have a partner, and having to pick which one I pick as the face for my relationship. That feels super, super gross, right? So I guess what tentatively I've decided after talking with my co-teachers and my assistant principal is maybe the right way to do it is answer the question honestly. Say, while I don't feel comfortable talking about who I'm in a relationship with in this specific setting, I will say that I am bisexual. I've dated people of many different genders. Um, and if you're willing, if you're interested to talk about that or my own specific relationship, if you're really, really insistent, let's just not do it in the classroom setting and we can do it like in lunch or in the after school GSA club or something like that, where maybe it's a little bit more of an acceptable and understanding situation to bring this up. Well, now I'm not going to. So I found out that a lot of the trans kids at my school are finding my TikTok, which is really cool and interesting, and it's totally fine that they're doing that. But I do have a message for you if you're one of my students and you're watching this right now. And that message is if you ever come to school to talk about one of my TikToks and your homework isn't done, I swear- <laughs> I especially like the clown horn at the end, because that's what it is. It's a circus of insanity, and most people, sadly, are too intimidated to say something about it. From a trans Tinkerbell to this dude at the end basically saying, Hi, I'm Miss Looney Tune, and I'm here to groom your kids. <laughs> wow! Look, I've said this before, and I'll say it a thousand times more. These are the same people who wipe their butt before they poop and then try to convince you that you are not crazy for thinking like them. We need to open the asylums back up. This circus is out of control. So back to the Florida Straits comments and everything. You read through the comments on, the, on these people's page and it's your typical triggered leftist rhetoric, you know, the uh, false allegations of you're a bigot, you're a Nazi, you're a bleh, an istophobe this, an istophobe that. It's all these allegations, which quite honestly is it's projection because <laughs> the same people that are calling a group like Florida Straits or this show bigots are actively trying to silence our voices because we don't agree with their ideology, which is the definition of bigot, which Florida Straits so tactfully was able to point out. So check this uh, response or post that they put up in rebuttal to these allegations of bigotry. So here on the Florida Straits Facebook page, you can uh, find that at Florida Straits on Facebook. They put this post up. If you actively attack us for being a group that promotes an idea you don't like, you are in fact the bigot. If your group claims to promote love, tolerance, and equality, and you're one of those people, you are also a hypocrite. There is zero problem being proud to have created and will sustain humanity. Well, that's 100% correct, because the people that want to attack a group that's really looking for equality, they are the bigots, but this is what they do. Bigots, Nazi. Now, that was another interesting one as well. So... I want you to see this post here. So here's some of their comment threads on a post that they shared actually from this podcast, our, our last episode with Sarah Maccabee, wife of the sheriff of J6, who's currently still in the DC Gulag. So if you haven't checked out that episode, highly recommend you do so. But underneath here, we've got a, a, an intellectual by the name of Larry Cox and underneath the uh, post here from Florida Straits, he says, is the next episode a reading of Mein Kampf in English? 
where Florida Straits, in their usual response, comes back saying, Larry Cox, considering the tactics used to indoctrinate the Hitler youth in the Third Reich are very comparable with the progressive movement in today's America, that is a good idea. Perhaps we will suggest that to Jason Brunt for a future episode. Thank you for the thoughtful suggestion. Kill him with kindness, right? And um, I couldn't help but respond, and we're actually going to do just that. So, the Third Reich didn't come into existence overnight. It came into existence by a well-thought-out and planned campaign of indoctrination. And when it first started, many people from Germany did not agree with the ideology that was espoused by Hitler and the SS soldiers in the Third Reich. So they detracted, and a lot of those people were sent to the re-education concentration camps, along with the Jewish communities. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Hitler had tactics that have been seen in, um, like, Joseph Stalin's Russia. We've also seen it used in Mao's China. And notably, thanks to Larry Cox, we're going to talk about how Hitler used it to indoctrinate the Hitler youth. So specifically attributed to the progressive woke movement that we have going on in America right now, Adolf Hitler wanted to make the Nazi flag more popular than the German flag. So in classrooms where German flags were hung and in businesses around the community and local government buildings where the German flag was hung, they started introducing the Nazi flag and they made children swear allegiance to this Nazi flag. And eventually, as the population aged out and the younger generation started aging in, you started seeing a massive wave of in uh, what's mass formation psychosis supporting Nazi ideology. Uh, and the way Hitler did this, Mao, Batista, Joseph Stalin, the way that all of these dictators did this was they created their campaign and they started infiltrating the school systems to do so. So Larry Cox wanted me to draw some comparisons from Mein Kampf to the progressive agenda that we have today. So I have a passage here from Mein Kampf, and it's very revealing on, on how this works. And it is worth noting that the struggle for language was waged perhaps in its bitterest form around the school, because this was the nursery where the seeds had to be watered, which were to spring up and form future generations. The tactical objective of the fight was the winning over of the child, and it was the, to the child that the first rallying cries need to be addressed. Well, Larry... It doesn't seem like something that's happening on the conservative side of the fence. And let me just say this. I am an independent voter, and I was a Democrat for 37 years. And the reason that I left the Democratic Party is because of the Nazi ideologies that are espoused. I have lived in 16 different states and moved 32 different times over the course of my life due to a career that I had had that forced me to travel. And I've been able to interact with some of the cultures and communities all across this great country. And I can tell you confidently without any exaggeration, the majority of any racism, anti-Semitism, or vile ideology comes from people on the left, not so much the right. Uh, I support the majority conservative candidates and conservative people because their ideas Many of them are the ideas that the old liberal party used to espouse, like anti-war and freedom of speech and giving equal rights and celebration to every person born or legally coming to this country. So this campaign that the progressives have, it is very reminiscent of a lot of evil and tragic dictatorships that have come out through our past. But I'm going to move on a little bit here from this subject, but um, on Facebook, it's at Florida Straits. Uh, that's the one that's getting the most engagement. So I highly recommend you, you hop on over there and you help battle some of these leftist twits that are all over this thing, because that's what they do. They've got this massive war 
machine that expands all over the country and even into other countries. Some of the comments are from people in Canada. I and mean, this organization's focused on Florida, but the libtards can't even handle that. They've got to start attacking anyone. They're like rats in a bucket. They just start clawing and clawing at anything they can to attack anybody with all of these baseless allocations, bigot and fascist and Nazi. Let's go fascist for a second. The damn Antifa movement is fascism. You block people from traveling that disagree with your points. You, you, you block hearings and, and testimonies because it doesn't align with your radical thought process. You silence and shame people to get them fired from their job or put in jail because you don't want to hear what they have to say. That is fascism and bigotry right there, ladies and gentlemen, and good for these groups and every other one like it that come out and actually start talking about this type of stuff. But um, I do want to move into one more subject, and I'm going to put this on the screen here. This is one of our candidates running for a House seat down in the Monroe County area, which encompasses Key West as well. Michael Travis, who we featured in a previous episode. <laughs> this guy is a drag queen professionally, cross-dresser. He also is a bartender at an LGBTQ bar, no surprise, in Key West, even more not surprised. And he's a ghost tour guide, so he believes in ghosts as well. And as you can see from the picture here, we put it up against the other photo because we all believe he kind of looks like a gay chicken. So this is the guy that, according to... The majority of LGBTQ plus news outlets and social media is gaining a lot of traction because that is the specific area in Florida that's got a lot of this community. The problem is this radical promotional campaign that they keep putting on. And if you're part of that community, you almost feel like you have to keep supporting all of these radical progressions in this alphabet that they keep adding in. But the sad fact of the matter is there's actually quite a lot of intelligent and respectable people that used to align with that community that now don't even want to be a part of that community. And actually, we have an episode coming up here uh, in the next several episodes where we're going to be sitting down with some of the members for Gays, for gays Against Groomers, and we're going to be having a very similar discussion about this. And the LGB movement has been hijacked, and, and this Michael uh, Travis guy is definitely one of the ones attempting to hijack it and and look at this dude if he gets in the office do you imagine what kind of policies he's going to be putting forth for our education systems this is sick this is sick so this one is on ap news california governor vetoes bill requiring custody courts to weigh affirmation of gender identity California Governor Gavin Newsom has vetoed a bill that would have required judges to consider whether a parent affirms their child's gender identity when making custody and visitation decisions. In announcing his veto Friday night, Newsom released a statement saying he has a deep commitment to advancing the rights of transgender Californians that has guided his decisions while in office. That said, I urge caution when the executive and legislative branches of state government attempt to dictate in prescriptive terms that single out one characteristic. Legal standards for the judicial branch need to apply. Other-minded elected officials in California and other states could very well use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities, the governor's statement said. The rest of the article's link will be in the description, and I know I said that last week, but, um, you know, I forgot. I apologize. I'll make sure the links are in this description. But this is an example of when these leftist lunatic governors are, are held to task when it comes to some of this type of thing. If, if two parents are divided on the gender identity of their children, this absolutely should not be something that is deciding factor of who gets to keep that kid in court. Because let's be completely frank with ourselves the one that doesn't want the gender-affirming care is the more rational and sane parent and should default get the custody. So if this turns into something that becomes a qualifying factor in a custody case, this is going to backfire on you radical leftists because once reality and sanity comes back into our American way of life, 
this is not going to help your case at all. So this should all be out of schools, governments, and everything. But even after signing a bill that confirmed that he has some sort of an ounce of logic, he needed to virtue signal for his woke activists that support him. And not even a week later, this one here is from the Gateway Pundit, Newsom signs law requiring gender-neutral bathrooms in California K-12 schools. The new legislation signed on Saturday expands a state law that schools allow students to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity. The bill, which explicitly requires an additional gender-neutral option, was inspired by an attempt by Chino Valley Unified to restrict transgender students' access to certain bathrooms and sports facilities, the Los Angeles Times reported. The law is a part of a package of bills aiming to protect LGBTQ plus youths, groom, and comes amid proliferating culture wars in districts with conservative-controlled school boards, groomers, who focus has become parental rights and student gender identity. It's the parents' rights to raise their kids. That is it, period, period. We don't need your cultural confusion being part of our educational system. Listen, there is a lot of cultural things that happen across the globe that we don't need to accept as part of American society and culture. Well, let's give an example. So in Yemen, it is considered a religious and medical custom to drink camel urine. It sells for an outrageous amount of money per bottle so these people can take this camel piss and just chug it on down because that's their culture. Now, if we get a huge influx of, of Yemenis, is that how it's said, or Yemenian? <laughs> if we get a huge influx of this country's population into our country, are you going to argue the fact that we should start introducing camel piss to our cafeteria and Applebee's menu? No, no. There, there are some things where you just keep out of certain situations and camel piss and LGBTQ propaganda, I'd put them in the same category. Those are some of those things. But we spoke earlier about descendants of our founding fathers are now joining the trans circus. So look at this one. Here's an article from Newsweek. Daughters of the American Revolution members quit over transgender fears. Of course, it's going to have that liberal lean. Fears that an update to the Daughters of American Revolution's bylaws may allow for the inclusion of transgender members has triggered some to quit the historic all-female organization, a spokesperson confirmed. The bylaw change was adopted by an overwhelming majority, shame, of delegates at the society's 132nd Continental Congress last month. DAR spokesperson Bren Landon told Newsweek in a statement on Wednesday, while Landon says that the amendment clarifies existing poly on, po policy on membership eligibility, critics say it opens the door for anyone with a legitimate birth certificate stating that the person is female to be able to join the organization. The 132-year-old society, which promotes historic preservation, education, and patriotism, hmm, states on its website that it requires members to be women over the age of 18 who have lineal descent from patriots of the American Revolution. Applicants must be able to prove their lineage to be eligible to join. Some DAR chapters also require members to vote on new applicants. Look, first off, if you support mental illness, you are not a patriot. You're actually a very uncaring human being because people that have this condition that was up until 10 minutes ago referred to as gender dysphoria or body dysmorphic disorder, they have an 80% higher suicide rate. If we really cared about people, wouldn't you care about putting them in a position that's not going to encourage them to kill themselves and maybe trying to help them figure out some of the things that are causing them to feel the way that they feel? Now, look. We talk a lot about this woke agenda on the show, and I just want to say we're not anti-gay. If you're legitimate gay, and that's great for you. We could care less. It's that over-celebration and the over-promotion that's been going on for decades now. 
you know, these people complain and say, well, you know, the straight people have been like, you know, on the forefront of everything. And it's time that we finally get our celebration because we haven't had any. Dude, you guys have had it since my, my entire life. I remember growing up in the 90s. There was a TV show in Living Color and Jim Carrey, <laughs> who turned out to be a Looney Tune leftist. He did a bit which uh, highlighted how even back then, decades ago, the LGBTQ plus movement, although I think back in this time it was just the LGB movement, it was over the top. And they made fun of it on that show because that's back in the day. That's how you handled things is if you were uncomfortable situation, you made a joke about it. You put everybody at ease and we could all move on about our day accepting one another. And this clip that I'm about to show you is a perfect example of how decades ago in my childhood, we were already accepting and the promotion, the over promotion, it wasn't necessary then. And it's certainly not necessary now to our children who have absolutely no recollection of a world where this group was not overly celebrated and, and coddled and brought into the limelight and into all the movies and TV shows and we're going to go over one of these woke companies here in a minute. But first, I just want to take a comedy break and show you this video from back when I was a kid. Hi. Hi. Is this line for heterosexuals only? Uh, no. Good, because I'm gay. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, no. Is this line all gay? No, it isn't. What a shame. If we were both gay, we could be going at it right here. Uh, miss, can I get my food, please? Can I get my food? Two consenting adults yep. with their groins on fire. Nothing wrong with that. No, sorry. What can I do for you, sir? Well, sexually, nothing. You see, you're a woman, and I, being gay, am attracted only to men. Are you going to order something? Oh. I get it. The fruitcake is holding up the line. No, it's not that, sir. I just have to get my... No biggie. You're just frightened of something you don't understand. Now, let's see. I think the combo meal would satisfy a homosexual's taste buds. And I'm a homosexual, so I'll have that. What combo meal for the homosexual man? Attention, please. Attention. I am gay. Repeat. I am very gay. Just go about your business normally. As heterosexual. Okay, sir. That'll be five dollars sixty-seven cents, please. Wow. It's a good thing gay men work. Thank you, on behalf of all homosexuals. Do you mind if I sit here? I'm gay, you know. Yeah, sure, whatever, man. You're probably wondering what it's like to be gay. Nah. Well, I'll tell you. It's not so bad. The hours are good. <laughs> That's a gay man's joke. Seriously, it's fan double tastic being gay. Would you like to hear me sing? I have children. You know why? Oh, let me guess. You're gay? That's right. I'm as gay as gay can be. I'm a limpers at fruitcake. I'm a stubble rubber. Look at me. I'm living. Let's do the homosexual blindfold test. All right. I prefer this one. Hey, pal. Oh! 
burning palm. There's a gay man down near table two. A gay man down near table two. My manhood is completely engorged. <laughs> Perhaps I should rethink this whole homosexual thing. By the way, what's your name? Bert. And I'm merely a man. <laughs> no wonder! You see, I'm gay. And gay men have terrific intuition. Hey, let's go have a drink. I know a bar called the Pile Driver. You might be interested. In <laughs> Shall we go? Excuse me, everyone. Gay people coming through! Well, you can clearly see that this incessant need for overpromotion and look at me, look at me, is not a recent development. This has been going on for decades. Decades ago, a child TV show, well, it wasn't a child TV show, but a TV show I watched as a child when my grandmother went to bed and I had to sneak downstairs and watch it quietly. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. It was attacking the same issues that we're going through today. And that's that we get it. You're here. You're queer. Now take it out of our face. Go be gay. We all act like buffoons. Um, the human brain isn't even developed until the early 20s. Let's just keep it out of the schools and let's keep it out of places where the vulnerable people of our society are easily influenced. Children are malleable and impressionable. I'm going to put a picture up here on the screen for you. And this is a picture of me when I was just 18 years old. But I thought I knew everything. I just voted in my first election and I voted Democrat. Oh, I thought I knew it all. And I was sold in. I went blue down the whole ticket. But look at me. I'm an idiot in this picture. And it's okay. You can admit you're an idiot. But geez, what the hell was it? If I could go back in time, 20... 30 years, I'd kick my own ass. I'm not even kidding. That guy is not who I am today. Look at this garbage. Newsweek. Backlash as Braun uses trans model in shaving picture. Bud Light treatment. Look at this. Look at this. Just... You know, I feel bad for that chick. I feel bad for that chick. That's gross. Shaving device company Braun. Which, for the record, Braun is a German shaving company that was started in 1921 Germany and had ties to the Nazi party and indoctrination, kind of like what they're doing here, not even a hundred years later. Interesting. In Braun Series X hybrid trimmers ad, a shirtless trans man with mastectomy scars can be seen using the product and it has caused many viewers to speak out against the company. At the time of publishing this article, the image could be seen on its website at the bottom of the page. Multiple users blasted the company on social media platform X, calling for a mass boycott of the brand, as happened with Bud Light. Braun, a subsidiary of Procter & Gamble, told Newsweek, this is one of hundreds of images on our site showing people using our products, all of which are reflective of the consumers we serve. You know, people that eat paint chips also shave with electric razors. Are you going to feature them on the website as well? What about those kids that used to eat Tide Pods? Are they going up on the website? Ladies and gentlemen, this is insane. This is critical. We are at that time. We need to make the move to stop this before we have no country left. And that's not even an exaggeration. Look at those Eastern countries, China, Russia, all of the Arabian countries. The majority of every non-Western country doesn't agree with this type of stuff, y'all. And if we get into a war, we're not sitting in the prettiest situation. Our Navy's depleted. Our equipment is outdated. The Chinese Navy is the most sophisticated one on the planet. That Russian nuclear technologies far surpass our own. 
Their intercontinental ballistic missiles that they have, one dubbed the Satan II, are terrifying things that we are faced against, and we are not prepared. In fact, we're dumping all of our resources into a war in Ukraine that's cost us, the last I checked, over $123 billion, and they're trying to get more. As I mentioned earlier, y'all, I'm an independent, so let me go ahead and take a talking point from the left on this one for a second. If we took $123 billion that we're wasting on a useless war in Ukraine, perpetuated by the Biden family, sponsored by Rosemont Seneca, Meta Boyata, then we could take that money and provide universal health care. And it wouldn't hurt any one of us any more than this endless war that they're trying to dub up in Ukraine. We could provide free public education for community colleges and things of that nature. I don't think those are bad ideas. I never have. I think some of the ideas that the left propose are feasible, but there's a problem when it comes down to the true application of that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the welfare state. A lot of it has to do with the entitlement generation. Where's mines? Gimme, gimme, gimme. And I can provide nothing of useful value. The countries that have things like socialized medicine, socialized public, advanced public education, they don't have many grifters. They don't have this little progressive whining group that just goes around and cries all the time about everything, but does nothing in actuality to help the communities that they're in or the environment that those communities exist within. Florida Straits does beach cleanups. They have philanthropic events. They have bicycle drives coming up for Christmas and toys for tots coming up around the holidays. They're going to be doing food drives for Thanksgiving for, for people in communities that can't afford to have a good Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, you look at these groups on the left and they don't do a lickety split thing in order to contribute to their community whatsoever. The only thing they do is go places, dye their hair purple and cry. But, you know, it's the world we live in, biological ladies and gentlemen, a world where an adult culture war is being waged through our K-12 through education systems, and our children are being used as cannon fodder to advance a political agenda and stifle the free trade of thoughts and values. It's critical that we maintain focus on our elected officials who claim to be the champions of their constituents' values, but in actuality are nothing more than empty husks. One such politician, in my opinion, and many others, is Congressman Vern Buchanan, who was elected into his current seat back in 2013 and for the past 10 years claimed to be a pallbearer of parental rights and the values that his constituents hold dear, but unfortunately his actions have painted a very different story. Notably, the school districts in his jurisdiction, specifically Sarasota. Out of all 67 counties in Florida, Sarasota is by far one of the worst when it comes to indoctrination of children and violation of parental rights. From unlawful mask mandates to promoting the LGBTQ plus agenda in opposition to House Bills 1557 and 1069, Congressman Buchanan has done little to nothing to address these issues and provide viable solutions. So we had the opportunity to sit down and interview a gentleman that is a champion in his own right, founder of the Inspiration Academy, and he is now going to be moving that inspiration that caused him to create the Academy into public office so he can defend our parental rights. So without further ado, I would like to play for you a clip from my recent interview with congressional candidate Eddie Spear. All right, so um, beyond educational reform, what are some other key issues that your campaign is prioritizing, and what specific outcomes do you hope to achieve in these areas if elected to Congress? Um, we've got to curb spending. Uh, inflation is crippling uh, parents and Floridians. Um, Vern Buchanan has spent $5.5 trillion with a T dollars in, in Congress. Now, it's hard to grasp those numbers. He was one of the highest spenders in, in Florida. And if you go out to governmenttracker.com, I believe is the website, 
and and search his name, he comes up as the uh, one of the highest spenders, the highest mark that you can give as far as spending uh, out of Republicans here in Florida. So this isn't helping, but we need to understand what does that mean? Because these numbers are just so large. That is, let's see, $55,000 for every household, $33,000 for every individual taxpayer that he spent of your money. That's an average salary. That's, yeah. It, so now you might ask, how, how am I, he didn't take it from me or the federal government didn't take it from me, but through inflation, they did. Because if they keep printing money, the dollar that you earn at your, at your uh, uh, job is worth less and less and less and less to the tune of $33,000 um, per individual taxpayer. So we've got to, we've got to rein in this pro- prolificate spending um, and this reckless spending that's happening. Um, we can't pretend to be conservative and say that I'm voting for a balanced budget without actually uh, saying no. Uh, I believe that Vern Buchanan thinks his job is to go get as much money and bring it back to the district as possible. Well, in order to do that, you need to, you need to understand the game that's being played in, in Congress, and Vern Buchanan needs to understand the assignment, and I don't think he does, and I don't think he will. The assignment isn't to go spend as much as money as possible so that you can bring some money back. That is wasting money and it's crippling uh floridians left and right and if he gets to have his name on some kind of legislation or some kind of uh pork spending here in the district he thinks that that's a success that's not a success he's collectively hurt everybody along the way so reining in uh well bureaucratic cancer i'm just going to call it bureaucratic cancer because these bureaucracies have been been developed they've been uh, uh initiated by congress and now they just keep running and running and running. They've run amok and they don't slow down. It's not like they just all of a sudden say, we should spend less money because money is power and they want more and more and more power. And so somebody, and it's got to be Congress because Congress controls the purse strings, has to pull this and rein in this bureaucratic answer. And we can do that through, uh, let's just, let's combine these things together because we'll, we'll go to uh, what's happened with the FBI, for example. The FBI has been used to, uh, to surveil parents at school board meetings here in Florida. I'm on the list. You, why <laughs> are we spending money for this? This is completely wrong. And through the Holman rule in Congress, we can go and run investigations in Congress and say, who's doing this? And now what happens is you end up in Congress with some kind of kabuki theater where, where the FBI or other uh, three-letter agencies just kind of endure the the embar- embarrassment of standing before the people. And everybody's like, well, such and such congressmen did a good job of holding their feet to the fire. No, no, we could do more than that. And through the Holman rule, you can individually take uh, people and say their salary is $1. This person's salary is $1. And we would start with the head of the FBI. Until we get names for Epstein's list, we need Epstein's list. Mm-hmm. If we don't get the names for Epstein's list and you're you're playing your game of not answering the question and saying, well, it's it's there's pending legis uh, pending legal cases against it. No, the American people are sick of this. It's not going to fly anymore. And so what we need to do in Congress is say your salary is one dollar. OK, next. Let's bring the next person to the FBI. Where's Epstein's client list? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have it. One dollar. Okay, where's the next? And then we can cut through entire three-letter agencies until we get answers. Yeah. And if we don't get an answer, then that agency should not exist. We should demand demand transparency. I mean, how long until we get the unredacted versions of the Kennedy files that were supposed to have been released, what, 20 years ago to yeah. almost? I mean, it's, it's a big game of hide-and-seek, and the American people really need to understand that it's time to time to get off the keyboard and get your boots on the ground it, it is time to activate because we are looking at a serious risk of losing this country to tyranny that's that's exactly right and because of the rules in congress and because congress controls the purse strings of all these uh three-letter agencies they've just delegated it to everybody else and they haven't taken it back no we need people in congress who are going to speak the truth and can pull this money back and rein in this bureaucratic cancer that just keeps growing and growing and growing we it's, it's ridiculous to, to assume that these bureaucracies are going to rein themselves in. 
No, it's got to be the people that does it. It's got to be we the people, and we the people have to have to uh, have to send the right people up to Washington D.C. that are actually going to do something. Um, so, what else was I going to say there? There's there's something else there. Well, you had mentioned frivolous spending. Yes. So, how many tour buses do you have for your campaign? <laughs> I've got a 2001 <laughs> Suburban, and I could fit, uh, let's see, eight people in it. So, <laughs> right. so Vern Buchanan, I believe, is up to three, three separate buses for him and his entourage. <clears throat> How much do you think those cost? I, it's not like Uber XL, is it? There's no like Uber tour bus version, is there? Where you can just no, book the uh, tour bus with all the graphics on the side put on there for you. I think it's like a three to five grand to wrap a car. I can only imagine what it costs to wrap a bus. Yeah, would I, that be frivolous spending? I think that might be a little bit of frivolous spending right there. I I don't I don't mind if he spends <laughs> that that money. I I think if he spends that money and has those buses, I'd like to see him out in the district a little bit more often. Um, Maybe it'd be nice if he got in his suburban and actually put the money into actually making a difference. And and that seems to be like what you're doing. I mean, I'm sure starting Inspiration Academy, you probably weren't sitting on top of a cool couple mill at the end of the day. So you probably took a took some challenges to be able to build what you've built here to be as successful as you are. So I think that that's uh, an excellent benefit to have in somebody that's going to be representing us, the people, is somebody that comes from us, the people. Yeah, I, I got to correct you there. I was oh. sitting on a cool couple mill. Oh. <laughs> uh, but as the school started going, <laughs> I, I don't have that cool couple mill anymore. Oh, okay. I was going to podcast a, could use a cool couple mill. Sure. <laughs> but that's the beauty of America. You can go up and you can go down and you're mm-hmm. not defined by a, a specific class. So I'm not going to fault him for uh, necessarily having, having money. I'm going to fault him by the means of which he, he, he gets the money. Um, I, I don't know. There's a reason why he was, uh, nom- he was named... Uh, what was it? Business Insider had a list of the 14 most corrupt politicians in Congress, and he made that list every year that they had it. And they don't have it anymore. Um, but well, yeah, because you it's, can't fit them all in 14 anymore. <laughs> it's questionable. It's 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 questionable. But uh, just because somebody, you know, we gotta not fall prey to this. Uh, rich people are bad and, and poor people are, 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 are good. There's discernment in, in each of those aspects, but, uh, no, I'm just for the record, I'm, I'm not, uh, as rich as I used to be. And I do very much enjoy going and talking to people, um, and getting to find out what's happening within the district at an individual level, at a, at a personable level. Well, that's, what's important because when you get to know people as people, sometimes it'll, kind of change your perspective from from viewing it from, you know, a perspective that maybe you're not part of that social class, be it upper or lower than where we are currently at. Yes. So let me ask you, those of us that are looking for that America first candidate that's going to represent our values and listen to the constituents and, and what their desires are, how can we help support you? Uh, where can we find you on social media? Can you give us your website information and 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 where we can find your schedules. I mean, how can we support you to get into office? Um, yeah, well, thank you very much. It's uh, Eddie Spear for Congress, uh, and it's E-D-D-I-E-S-P-E-I-R for Congress.com. And um, just follow on Facebook, Twitter, um, and we're getting Instagram going now, and we're getting the messaging machine up up and running, uh, certainly over the next uh, few months, or a few weeks, I should say. Um, we're getting more and more messages out. So, so follow along. Um, I would say also we're going to have a launch event. We're scheduled for Thursday, October 5th for people who want to uh, be a part of the canvassing to get the message out. So please uh, go to the website and, and say, I'd like to be involved. Um, we'd like to have volunteers and we're, we're, we're calling this uh, rhino hunting season. Um, and so we're excited about the the messaging that's going out there, and basically the the message, the tagline is to take down a rhino, you're gonna need a spear. Ah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Hopefully, it's memorable. And in one key little statement there, you understand what the what the campaign is is all about, and get some name recognition. Spear, S P E I R. I before you accept with me. Accept with me. <laughs> well, Eddie, I I wish you the absolute best of luck. Is there anything else that you wanted to? 
tell anyone, take a moment to, to speak with, uh, yeah, the folks over there listening. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's one other thing, and I, I wrote it down here. Things that we can do. Um, we should make sure and demand that this continuing resolution that's happening right now, this continuing resolution. I w- there's no way in the world I would vote for it until the Capitol Police is taken out of Tampa, Florida. We don't need a Capitol. U.S. Capitol of Police is branching out into Tampa, Florida, and having a field office in Tampa, Florida. That tyranny of 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 persecuting people who were simply protesting what they believe to be a fraudulent election. That's what the Constitution says. We need to redress of grievances. And if you're going to persecute people for a redress of grievances, um, then that's just a, another car in a long train of abuses that our founding fathers warned us against. And, and January 6th and January 20th, the Inauguration Day, if you compare the two, January 6th was actually peaceful-ish, whereas the January 20th inauguration where BLM and Antifa came in onto the scene, that was a lot more violent. You don't see any of those people facing 22 years. Uh, we just spoke with Sarah McCabe last week, uh, who is wife of Deputy Ronald Colton McCabe. He was one of the J6 uh, prisoners who's still currently sitting in jail. And to hear some of these allegations and stories and the Capitol police is one of the most corrupt police departments in our entire nation. And and I learned that from our rally that we went in November to Washington DC and we watched these people stand on the side and, and uh, watch BLM and Antifa assault the Trump supporters and w- with no intervention whatsoever. Yeah, it, it was a very corrupt department. So yeah, they don't need to, they don't even need to be in the Capitol. No, no, it's, it, it's not good, but we need to understand that this is a part of the later stages of Marxism before they take mm-hmm. control. They're, they're intimidating. This is all about intimidation. Anybody who would want to speak up uh, against this tyranny has been given a clear message. We will put you in jail. Oh, they we, will, we will wrongly persecute you, and there's, quote, unquote, nothing you can do about it. Well, I think there is something that we can do about it. We, the people, need to stand up and say no more. We We are taking our country back. uh, While we have Mr. Spear up at the podium, I'll go ahead and allow you to ask a couple questions, Senator Polsky, but if we could keep it as succinct as possible. Thank you. Um, You mentioned how uh, Jesus Christ um, guides everything that you do. How does that translate to being a trustee of a public university where it's supposed to be a separation of church and state? And what about for the rest of us who don't believe in Jesus Christ? Mr. Spear? Um, I would ask, am I not able to, as a follower of Jesus, and uh, to, to serve? Do I, do I not have a place as a trustee at a public university? And so I'd, I'd ask that question of you. Senator Polsky, if you um, have a follow-up. Yeah, so, but the public university is not supposed to teach religion unless one chooses to take a course in religion. Um, and there are many people who don't believe in Jesus Christ or atheists. There are several, quite a few other religions, including my own, that do not follow Jesus Christ. So how are you going to be a trustee over thousands of um, students and faculty um, and just be completely focused on your religion? Mr. Spear, was your was your point in what you said earlier that that's just a founding principle that helps guide you as an individual, not so no, much that you're teaching that in, in the college? Yeah, definitely. Okay, just for clarification. Okay, so to clarify, will your religious leanings affect the way you uh, are a trustee at this university? Mr. Spear? My religious leanings affect everything. That's that's my life. Okay, so... In, in many people's lives. And I, I, I would say it's... I, I, I suppose it's your life as well. It affects everything. So our beliefs of the foundation of, of why we're here, they affect everything. And to pretend that they don't is, is foolish, in my opinion. Um, if I may. Senator Polsky, for a follow If you, how would you separate out your religious beliefs in a public setting, such as a public university that is paid for by the state um, and not hurt those who don't believe in the same religion as you, you're or right. any religion you're, at all? You're recognized, Mr. Spear. Uh, that's a great question. The same way that I would like the religion of wokeism to respect me, 
um, by not forcing pledges of fealty and avoiding dogmatic teachings. And one more question, please. Senator Polsky. Thank you. You mentioned about um, activism, that there's a toxic atmosphere of activism. Um, what does it mean for people, especially young people in college, to be active? Mr. Spear. Uh, active and activism, I, I see. Are, I, I assume you mean activism and not just active. Okay, so what is activism? It, it means when, when faculty and, and an entire uh, community are engaged in identifying people, not as people, not as uh, image bearers of God of infinite value, but instead reducing them to a political group and a, and a specific identity, and then pitting uh, oppressors versus the oppressed and pitting people against each other in a neo-Marxist um, mindset. I'll, uh, while we have Mr. Spear up at the podium, I'll go ahead and allow you to ask a couple questions, Senator Polsky, but if we could keep it as succinct as possible. Thank you. Um, you mentioned how uh, Jesus Christ um, guides everything that you do. How does that translate to being a trustee of a public university where it's supposed to be a separation of church and state? And what about for the rest of us who don't believe in Jesus Christ? Mr. Spear. Um, I would ask, am I not able to, as a follower of Jesus, and uh, to, to serve? Do I, do I not have a place as a trustee at a public university? And so I'd, I'd ask that question of you. Senator Polsky, if you um, have a follow-up. Yeah, so, but the public university is not supposed to teach religion unless one chooses to take a course in religion. Um, and there are many people who don't believe in Jesus Christ are atheists. There are several, quite a few other religions, including my own, that do not follow Jesus Christ. So how are you going to be a trustee over thousands of um, students and faculty um, and just be completely focused on your religion. Mr. Spear, uh, uh, was, your, was your point in what you said earlier that that's just a founding principle that helps guide you as an individual, not so no, much that you're teaching that in, in the college? Yeah, definitely. Okay, just for clarification. Okay, so to clarify, will your religious leanings affect the way you uh, are a trustee at this university? Mr. Spear. My religious leanings affect everything. That's, that's my life. Okay, so in many people's lives, and I, I, I would say it's, I, I, I suppose it's your life as well. It affects everything. So, our beliefs of the foundation of of why we're here they affect everything. And to pretend that they don't is is foolish, in my opinion. Um, if I may, Senator Polsky, for a if you, how would you separate out your religious beliefs in a public setting, such as a public university that is paid for by the state? Um, and not hurt those who don't believe in the same religion as you, you're or any religion at all. You're recognized, Mr. Spear. Uh, that's a great question. The same way that I would like the religion of wokeism to respect me um, by not forcing pledges of fealty and avoiding dogmatic teachings. And one more question, please. Senator Polsky. Thank you. You mentioned about um, activism, that there's a toxic atmosphere of activism um, what does it mean for people, especially young people in college, to be active? Mr. Spear? Uh, active and activism, I, I see. Are, I, I assume you mean activism and not just active. Okay, so what is activism? It, it means when, when faculty and, and an entire uh, community are engaged in identifying people not as people, not as uh, image bearers of God of infinite value, but instead reducing them to a political group and a, and a specific identity, and then pitting uh, oppressors versus the oppressed and pitting people against each other in a neo-Marxist um, mindset. Well, this is a guy that really does care about his constituents. He cares about his family. He cares about the children enough to start a school with no experience, and elevate himself to such an upper echelon. These are the types of people that we need in office defending our children. And again, I'm nonpartisan. I'm an independent. But when it comes to voting for the right values, 
this is going to be one of the guys you want to take a look at. We hope to be having plenty more conversations with congressional candidate Eddie Spear. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check the links in our description, you'll be able to find out how you can connect with him through his website and through all of his social media links. Well, guys and gals, we're going to be focusing on a lot of these types of people that are actively trying to defend our parental rights. So I highly recommend that you like, subscribe, set the alerts on our channels, so that way you don't miss a thing. Because this stuff keeps happening so quickly, we can barely keep up to it. Heck, we should be doing a daily show, but honestly, I don't have time for it. And this stuff doesn't pay very well. Which brings me... Well, let's rewind that a little bit. This doesn't pay anything. Which brings me to my next point. Our sponsor of our show is FloridaStraits.com. We've talked about them a bunch in our episode, but they are the only nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting traditional values, the nuclear family, and frankly, straight pride in our communities and schools. Now, I've had the luxury of talking to a lot of people about this subject because I am one of the members of Florida Straits, and a lot of the questions that I get coming back from people is, well, why do straight people need a club? And now I'm not going to attack the leftist narrative on this one, but I'm going to go ahead and address the one from the people on the right side of it. It's, we don't need a club. We don't need any clubs. We don't need any of these things coming into our... Th and you're right, we don't. But the only way that we're going to make a community that truly celebrates everyone's equality and provides an environment for true celebration of anyone born on this soil or brought in here legally is if we provide legal pathways to hold these businesses, schools, and local governments accountable. And one of the ways to do that is to ask for the same things that they've been asking for and receiving over the past several decades. And that's true equality, true celebration, and true respect. And currently, right now, we all know the big bad enemy of the day. If you are a straight, white, Christian, male, and you're not an ally, you are the demonic enemy and must be, must be shut down. So... Florida Straits actively participates in campaigns to hold these companies accountable, accountable, such as their billboard campaign, which was rejected multiple times by many levels of management within Comcast was one of them and Blip Billboards was the other, to be able to get their message out alongside the other messaging. What that did was that held that company accountable and they were forced to retract their denial of their advertisements and they were forced to promote it. And what that did is that held that company accountable for so they're not going to list too far to the left because we forced it back a little the other direction. You've seen on the social media posts and such that we've spoken about as well. And if you check their website out, floridastraits.com, you'll be able to see all different ways that you can help them in their goals and missions. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the woke army is throwing every dollar and every ounce of effort that they can to silence this group and many of them similar who are trying to defend our children's innocence. So I hate asking for money, but it's necessary. In order to keep these campaigns going, in order to keep the promotions going that are holding these companies to task, these school board members to task, and the local governments, they need your help. So you can check the links in the description. There's several different ways that you can help out Florida Straits. And one of those ways is you can donate directly through the links right off of their website or a sweet way to help out. Introducing Make Honey Great Again. Now, we've been trying to get the founder of this company on the show, but unfortunately, we've been very busy, and he's been very, very busy as well. But we will have him on to explain his product in a little bit more detail. But I will tell you, this is an excellent honey made in South Carolina. It's all hand and bee made. There's no major processing involved. It goes from bee to bottle. And uh, as I like to point out a lot, there's color variations in almost every bottle you get, which is great because those are the different flowers that the different bees are visiting and the different uh, times of year as well as they harvest the honey. So check it out. Makehoneygreatagain.com. Use promo code STRAIGHT and that'll help support Florida Straits in their continuing mission to safeguard children. One thing I did also want to mention is if you haven't seen this before, and I'll put the picture up on the screen here, this bottle is in the shape of Donald Trump, our 45th president, and some would argue legitimately 46th president as well, but hopefully 47th. Uh, so you can get this bottle. You can send it to your conservative friends. You can trigger some liberals on your secret Santa list if you need to at work as well. So excellent. Make honeygreatagain.com promo code straight.
If you want to support this podcast directly, and thankfully we get a lot of support from the folks at Florida Straight when it comes to some of the more taxing um, elements of running this production. But if you would like to support us directly, you can do so by checking the links in the description. We are on Locals.com and Patreon, where you can sign up for access to exclusive content. We're going to be dropping some stuff we didn't get to on the podcasts out there, some interviews that maybe didn't get around to getting on the podcast, and we've got some pretty silly stuff on there as well. So some of the folks at Florida Straits like to have a good time, and they make some good content as well. So you can check it out on Locals.com or on Patreon. Check those links in that description if you want to support this show directly. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Straight Talk. Again, I'm your host, Jason Brunt, and we look forward to seeing you next time where we've got another crazy show headed your way courtesy of the radical left.